You're listening to Your Florida Daily. I'm Katrina Scales here with a special episode about a chain restaurant that created a whole new way for Americans to dine out. So back in the 1970s and 80s, most sit-down restaurants looked something like this. You got the warm, dimmed lighting, the plastic ferns with like fake Tiffany lamps where adults would get a drink after work or dress up and have dinner with their spouse. But in the early 80s, a new chain hit the American dining scene that completely ditched that concept. It first opened in October 1983 with a sign out front offering clams, wings, shrimp, and oyster roasts. Nobody had ever done anything like this. It had this like laid back beachside social atmosphere where you could sit down for a round of cold beer or watch some sports on TV and order these things called buffalo style chicken wings. People didn't know what the wings were. Oh, and one important thing I should mention, the waitresses were hot. You know, vivacious, fun, comfortable in a, in, a, in a beach outfit, you know, jogging shorts and a tank top. The chain, as you probably already know from the title of this episode, is Hooters. And those young women are Hooters girls. It's now been over 40 years since Hooters was founded in Clearwater, Florida. And say what you want about those famous tight orange and white outfits. The company estimates it's employed more than 450,000 Hooters girls over the last four decades. And that all started with uh, Lynn Austin. They were having a Jose Cuervo contest on Clearwater Beach, which is now blocks from where I live. So I decided to talk to one of the founders who, by all accounts, came up with the idea of hiring gorgeous women as servers at his restaurant. My name is Edward C. Drosty. He's, well, he's a lot of things. Currently, I'm semi-employed, but um, I have some ventures. Uh, Probably most notorious is uh, one of the co-founders of Hooters. Ed Drosty also founded a resort management company and helped develop a luxury bowling venue called Splitsville. Oh, and then the 13-year chairman of Moffitt Foundation that I just stepped down from. The Cancer Center and Research Institute. Probably one of the greatest um, things that I've been a part of. Ed is one of who was later known as the Hooters Six. L.D. Stewart, a painting contractor. He did all the physical stuff, the renovation. Gil Antonio, a liquor salesman. Uh, Bill Ranieri. Uh, Uncle Billy, he was Gil's wife's uncle. Dennis Johnson, a brick mason. Kenny Wimmer. Kenny Wimmer came up with a lot of the creativity, the, the delightfully tacky and unrefined. And Ed. I don't eat as many wings as I used to. <laughs> 40 years of wings is a, a long time, but. Ed was a real estate executive at the time, flipping properties all over South Florida. And he and his buddies would go to different places for lunch. And this one particular roadside restaurant in Dania Beach called Tark's, still there today, by the way, it had it all. It had good food. It had beach vibes. And every class of customer. So Ed thought, how can I reproduce this in Clearwater? And one day, April 1st, 
1983. He and his buddies did, mind you, without any prior restaurant experience, launched Hooters Inc. We were pretty clueless. So this was just six guys getting together saying, hey, we got to try this. So the April Fool's was, was very appropriate. So as you can imagine, opening day was interesting. Oh, and let me paint a picture here. The original location along Gulf to Bay Boulevard was this gray ramshackle wood structure with hooters spelled out in those big orange letters. Anyway, back to opening day. It was empty. You know, we had our own party, and the day after it was empty. And there were two two carpenters and a plumber that came in. And I was so glad to see them. I bought their lunch and then got lectured by my partners that we're not going to get rich buying everybody's lunches and dinners when they come in. So um, <laughs> the pressure was on. It actually took months for the concept to catch on. In the meantime, Ed and his friends came up with some funky promotions to drum up excitement about those buffalo chicken wings. Renting a chicken costume and running around in traffic. And then there was this time where a boat sank next to the Clearwater Causeway. I saw it sitting there just totally facing this, this, all this traffic and we went and got a six pack of beer and a can of paint and we painted Hooters on the side of it. Which led to even more publicity. But the greatest thing that ever happened to Hooters was hiring Lynn Austin. Hi, I'm Lynn Austin, and that's her She's gorgeous, slender. She's got this blown-out blonde hair. We were a little crazy, and you were a little crazy, too. And Lynn Austin had just won a swimsuit contest on the beach when Ed jumped out of his boat and swam over to talk to her. We swam in, and I put my business cards in a plastic bag and, uh, and tried to chase down the winner. And she was up doing autographs or something, came down. I said, hey, we're going to open a restaurant. And... Um, she probably well blew it off, and I said, well, okay, we struck out there. She eventually came around and became the first poster model for Hooters. What did you look for in a Hooters girl? You know what? That's funny. It, it's changed. You know, it has changed a lot now because, let's face it, um, styles have changed now. But we, there we started that, you know, everybody used that tag phrase, but well, was it the girl next door? You know, vivacious, fun. Comfortable in a, in, a, in a beach outfit, you know, jogging shorts and a tank top. But we never went really too small on those uniforms either. We wanted just to be fun, carefree, that, that would be also stylish to serve food in. And yet had to be committed to doing things in the community and having a good work ethic. So Ed and the gang are still doing all kinds of goofy promotions. I sent out pictures of our ads to Sports Illustrated, to People Magazine, to Playboy. And then there was an airline at one point. I mean... Hooters girls on every flight. All leather seats with extra legroom. Oh, by the way, the airline was not Ed's idea. I always said, though, there were only two things I would not want to have Hooters. I would not want to have a Hooters airline, because it's just, what if one goes down? And it never did. And I wouldn't want to have a Hooters hospital. So now... It's 1992, and Hooters is the official sponsor of a NASCAR underdog named Alan Kowicki. Alan Kowicki is fifth. And it's the Hooters 500 in Atlanta with 170,000 fans in the stands when Alan Kowicki wins the Winston Cup. There's the checkered flag for Alan. In our Hooters car, and it was the Hooters 500. So the brand 
is on top of the world, like literally. In 1996, Hooters opened its first restaurant overseas in Singapore. But in 1997 is when the first lawsuit was filed by three guys who were told they weren't allowed to be servers at Hooters because they were men. They, um, they charged us with failure to hire men in the position of the Hooters girl position. And we kind of thought it was kind of a joke. But that case was just the first of many lawsuits, including a few from women who said they were sexually harassed at work or racially discriminated against. Hooters settled out of court in each case. And ultimately, federal regulators backed off the discrimination charges. But throughout the 1990s and early 2000s, the chain was expanding fast. And by 2013, there were around 430 locations around the world. And by then, there was competition. I'm curious what you think of the term restaurant. Because it's thrown around a lot, and it and now it encompasses yeah. other brands that incorporate similar marketing techniques as Hooters. Yeah. I'm thinking like Twin yeah. Peaks. Um, is that a term you like or don't? No, we don't like it at all. We we've never, and it didn't come out till a few years into it. But I mean, we don't, you know, we don't judge. We don't judge people. We're not for everybody, and and you know, I would say the imitators of us put so much more of an emphasis on that. Since that peak, Hooters now has closer to 300 locations. Just a few years ago, my hometown Hooters in Merritt Island closed after being in business for over 20 years. Some critics say the decline is because, well, you can get a better chicken wing somewhere else these days. Ed told me the COVID pandemic was, of course, a big hit and pointed to a major side effect of rapid expansion. That's hard to get that kind of a consistency. So when I was working on this podcast, I realized I hadn't been to a Hooters in a while. So on a Thursday night, we drove 25 minutes to the closest one and sat down at a booth. My boyfriend Gene and I agreed we should definitely order the OG original wings. And we had this nice waitress named Addison. Um, I worked here for um, about a month. Long blonde hair, cute smile, who was nice enough to chat with me about being a Hooters girl. Literally, like, this job is just having fun, but you're making your money at the same time. And all the girls are super sweet, super helpful. She said she sees some customers every day and that she's even been able to make a professional connection or two. My major right now is nursing. I want to be like a cosmetic nurse. And I met like this older couple. They um, like own like a medical spa. So they like, yeah, they gave me their business card. Like when you like graduate from nursing program, like call us. Yeah, so like you build have to say, in all, pretty good experience. The wings, they were good. We felt if we were going to be a community restaurant, we needed to be involved in the community. It's worth mentioning that Hooters has done a lot of good. Our stores locally in Florida, we raise case a half a million, a million a year for um, Moffitt. They've got this campaign called Give a Hoot, 
that's raised more than $9 million over the years for the V Foundation to fund breast cancer research. Ed's wife, a former Hooters calendar girl, Marsha, she plays a big role in their philanthropy. She was at the front of all this breast cancer stuff for the anniversary, and, and she's really good at it. Restauranting is risky business. Lots of places, even successful restaurants in the Orlando area, have closed recently. And Hooters is one of the few chains that have held up to the competition. Even though the company's gone through several ownership changes over the years, Hooters is actually two different privately held companies, they help change the way we go out to eat. It has a unique place in American pop culture, and it doesn't look like it's going anywhere. Florida Daily is produced by News 6 WKMG in Orlando. I'm Katrina Scales. Make sure to stay tuned for more special episodes coming up later this week.